0: You're listening to Spark Hustle Flow, the podcast that teaches money pros to launch, grow, and yes, even scale your virtual financial service business. And I'm your host, Kimberly Stevenson. Let's dive in and get started. Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome to episode five. We're still in the launch series, and I'm still talking with friends that I've met along this virtual business journey. This week's episode is for anyone who's working with a really small email list and who wants to grow that list so more people can get to hear about your offers. My guest this week is Kristen Robinson, and she shares so much juicy information about list building and audience growth in this episode, it's almost like being in a masterclass. We had so much fun talking about how Kristen teaches her clients to explode their email list, and I know you're going to get a lot out of the conversation. So let me just go ahead and get into this introduction, and then we can dive in. Kristen Robinson is the Lead Generation Specialist of KRD Marketing. She helps online coaches and mentors explode their audiences so they can sell and fill their online courses, programs, and get coaching clients. She's a military spouse, and her husband, Lamont, serves the United States in the Marine Corps. Thank you and Lamont for your service, Kristen. When she's not working or attending a family day for her husband's unit, she's playing with her Black Lab hound mixed puppy, Taichu, which Kristen actually translates for us in this episode, so stay tuned. I know you can't wait to learn how to get that email list built up, so let's go talk with Kristen about growing our online audiences. Hey, Kristen, how are you? Hi, how are you? I am so Good, and I'm so happy that you're here with us today. Um, I really appreciate you wanting to spend some time with me talking.
1: I'm so excited.
0: Okay, I'm sorry. I really am. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm super excited, too, girl. You have no idea. So um, can you start by telling the, our audience a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah, I'll say the brief version. So, hey everybody, I'm Kristen Robinson, the owner of Carity Marketing, Lead Generation Specialist, helping online coaches explore their audience and grow their email list. Three things you should know about me. A, I am a military spouse. My husband's in the Marine Corps. No, I don't speak the Air Force, Army, all those dialects. I speak Marine Corps dialect. That's very important. <laughs> uh, number two, I am a proud doggy mommy of Taicho. Um, that is my Black Lab hound. Um, for those of you guys who want to know, Taicho is Japanese for captain. So if you put our whole name together, Taicho Robinson, Captain Robinson. Cool, right? Love it. And the third thing is I'm a huge Sports fanatic. I love sports. Football is my first love. My husband is not jealous by any means. And I was a women's professional football player as well.
0: Wow. Well, welcome to the Spark Hustle Flow podcast. I can't wait to dig into all of those juicy little nuggets about Kirsten Robinson. So uh, thank you again for joining us today. I really appreciate it. So tell me, how did you actually become a lead generation strategist?
1: I'm going to give the short version. So... The short version is, as my husband being in, in the Marine Corps, we move every three years. And so basically I had to figure out a way to make my business online, right? Um, and that took some time to figure that out. But once I got online, nobody tells you like, hey, you need to like start. J-. Everyone tells you the money is in the list. The money's in the email list. You should start an email list. But nobody tells you how to start an email list. It's like, okay, how are you going to tell me to start an email list? But you're not going to tell me how that works. Like people will tell you oh, so you get your free gift and you get an opt-in, but nobody tells you like how to put it out there. And so I struggled a long time on launching my courses and going, how come no one's buying my stuff? I didn't have a big enough email list. Wait a minute. How come nobody's joining my Facebook group? Your email list is too small. And so it finally hit me that, oh my gosh, my email list is too small. And I grew my email list from zero to 4,200 cleaned it out to 1600 because I didn't like the fact I wasn't making enough money for the size of a 4,200 person email list. So I cleaned it out to 1600. And then from that 1600, I've grown into over 5,000 now in a year and a half. And I'm really passionate about that and helping other people do the same. So they're not like me going, how come I can't sell my stuff? It's like, cause you don't have enough people. And so that is really the driving
0: passion of what I do. And I love that. I'm, I'm so glad that you shared that because that was one of the the things that I was really curious about as to why it is so important, right? Like if we go all the way back to the beginning and the the starting point you do here all the time, build your list, the, the money is in the list, the riches are, you know, in your list and all of that kind of stuff. And you said it, you can't sell, you can't grow your audience. You can't grow your Facebook groups if that's what you're trying to do um, without an, an email list, right? Exactly. All right. So so mention a freebie slash opt-in, I think is what you called it. I've heard it referred to as a lead magnet. So all of those things. So is it true that you have to have, that's something that you have to have, right? That is something you have to have. And I know a lot of people don't
1: like that because they're like, well, I have a Facebook page. I'm sorry, the last time I checked, none of y'all own stock in Facebook. Like, Mm -hmm. y'all don't own anything in Instagram. Like, last time I checked, social media is not owned by you. So if, I don't know, granted, you know, this may never happen, but if it were to disappear Instagram or Facebook, you've spent all this time building your following
0: of customers. How are you going
1: to communicate with them if you don't have them on an email list?
0: Okay. And so... To back up a little bit for those in the audience who might not fully understand the digital marketing, online marketing world, why don't you tell us exactly what is an opt-in? What is a lead magnet?
1: So you're going to hear it so many different ways. Opt-in, lead magnet, ethical bribe, free gift, cupcake, like there's so many different terms. And basically, I like ethical bribe when I explain it to people because that's exactly what it is. You are giving somebody something for free in exchange for one of their most precious assets, their email address, right? Nobody likes giving that up. And let's be real. Some of us have fake ones anyway. So mm-hmm. the point is, though, <laughs> so you true. give them something because <laughs> you know it's true. So you say, hey, you give me your name and email, and I will give you this free thing. And that's, that's why I like calling it an ethical bribe. It is a bribe. It's ethical, though, because we're giving you something for free. We're not doing something terrible. So that's
0: basically what that is. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So we create an opt-in lead magnet, ethical bribe, what have you. And then how do we position that? Or how do we, how do we get that in front of the people who we want to buy from us? What are, how do I tell people that I have it? Exactly. If they're not already on my list. Exactly. <laughs> that, and that is
1: like one of the million other questions that has a like, 7000 different answers. <laughs> um it's it's honestly what I love what I do because people get stuck in that. They're like, "Okay, I created the opt-in page, the sign-up page, right? The page where people go to put their name and email. Okay, I've done that. I created the thank you page that when they put their name and email, the next page says thank you. And then I created this email autoresponder email that kicks in and says, "Hey, thanks so much for signing for my free gift. Here it is and the download link to download it." Like I created this little email mm-hmm. funnel. Okay, it's ready. How to we're, we're the people, right? <laughs> mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. And honestly, that's where that that's my specialty. So I have found that there are six different ways that I have used from two thousand and fourteen to two th- to presently that have worked, stood the test of time, and have helped me generate mm-hmm. leads in my business and grow my email list. And those six things are virtual speaking, your podcast, like we're now, right? Podcast summits, mm-hmm. things like that. Um, live streaming, right? Getting in front of people on Instagram live, Facebook live, LinkedIn live, whatever you whatever live you want to do. Um, social media, right? Your clubhouse, your Facebook, all that stuff. Facebook ads, right? I love Facebook ads. Mm-hmm. It's actually my, my first lead generation tactic I've ever used. Um, online giveaways. Online giveaways are basically collaboration events. You have about 20 to 30 people. Everyone gives a free gift in this event Mm -hmm. and then they all market that event. That's an online giveaway. And then sixth is collaborating. So um, I like to think of this easy way of people promoting you. The easiest way is um, trade for trade, tit for tat, basically. Like you promote my free gift, I promote yours. That's typically how those work out. Mostly there's other more complicated ways, but
0: those are the simple six ways. Okay. So, so much to unpack. (laughs) So. We have the opt-in slash ethical bribe. We have the opt-in page, right? We have the thank you page, and then we have the email sequence. So all of that needs to be created before we can participate in one of the six strategies that you just listed for us, correct? Mm -hmm. Am I understanding that correctly? Yeah. Okay. And I know that you said that it's your specialty area is really helping people figure out the the best strategy for them to use. I tend to, I've found for myself, I've gotten stuck where if I create a new lead magnet, like do I create the email sequence for the lead magnet first, or do I create the lead magnet first? And how do I know what my audience really wants for me in a lead magnet? And so there are just so many questions. So people like you, who do what you do and specialize in the area that you specialize in are so super important uh, because I know that personally I've struggled with that as I've been growing my business. And I know that my audience members struggle with it too, because the Spark Hustle Flow podcast, obviously we target our audience is really filled with left brain, linear thinking accountants and bookkeepers. And we tend to really want a firm, plan, right? A workable, structured plan to figure out how we're going to do this. And I tend to kind of go around in circles sometimes when I'm trying to figure out the avenue that I want to pursue. So something, everything that you said just really resonates with me. So I appreciate that. But I really want to talk more about the online giveaways that you mentioned. And you said, that's when people get together and everybody has a freebie and you all co-promote each other's freebies on the online giveaway or are you promoting? Tell me how that works.
1: <laughs> so you got about 20 or 30 people who have the same ideal client. That's important. We can't be having, like, like you know, you can't be having, you do coaches, you do, no, 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 everyone has the same ideal client in mind. And that okay. could be broad, right? That could be coaches, author, speakers. That could be all service providers, right? So it could be very broad, but we all have the same people, right? You're not doing service providers and you want normal people. Like that's not going to work. So we all have the same ideal client, there's 20 or 30 people, and each person is promoting a free gift in this giveaway. So how it works is one, so let's just take you, right? Kimberly's like, oh, live your life giveaway, love it, right? I don't know, I'm making this up. And you put your name and email, and then you're invited to look at all 20 or 30 of these free gifts, and you get to choose which free gift you want. And that's how the people, we call them contributors, because they contribute a free gift, those people get opt-ins. And the thing is, they are promoting the actual event itself, the actual giveaway, and bringing their their people into the fold and into the mix to sign up for the giveaway.
0: Okay, I think, okay, that makes a lot of sense. So the end user of the online giveaway, right, the people who you're promoting to all need to be basically the same type of people. It's not that everybody who's participating in the online giveaway are the same type so you wouldn't necessarily have all bookkeepers or all accountants or all coaches it's people who all have the same ideal client exactly so okay so i
1: host four online giveaways a year so give we have one coming up right now actually it's called the bigger boss giveaway so and it's about people being their own boss they're going to step out and start their own business so we have people who are social media experts we have someone who does funnels We have someone who does email marketing. We have someone who does copy. We have someone who's doing like sales, like high ticket sales scripts. So everyone is different. But the thing is, we all help that same person, that person that's wanting to be a business owner or a coach or author, whatever, but they want to be an online entrepreneur. We all have gifts that can help that person accomplish their goal, which is to be their own boss.
0: And so everybody that you mentioned, I did not hear you mention a money pro. I didn't hear you specifically (laughs) a money pro. so my question to you is, is there space for people like me, you know, us less brain, linear thinking, financially minded service providers? Is there space for us? Is there a place for us in these online giveaways?
1: Oh, definitely. If you work with online, if you want to work with online entrepreneurs, then the answer is yes. The one thing I will say that you need to watch for is most online giveaways have a list size requirement. Going back to the main theme of this, right? Your email list. Gotcha. So most of them have a list size requirement it, and it varies. It could be 1,500, 3,000, 5,000. But the good news, and I do this and there's a couple other people who do this. We specialize in people who don't have really an email list. So my online giveaway is the one that I host for them a year. They all have a minimum list size requirement of 100. So we need 100 okay. to get started, but we cap it. I do, I cap mine at 2,500. So I don't want people with huge email lists because no offense, there's plenty of other giveaways you can be in. Like there's plenty of them. Mine is just really for right. that small entrepreneur that's just starting out and trying to get that email list. So 100 to 2,500 is our is our range of people we who can participate.
0: I love it. I love it. I love it. So that makes perfect, perfect sense. So that is definitely something that I encourage our listeners to Uh, Get in touch with Kristen, and we're going to tell you how to get in touch with her a little bit later. But if that's something that you want to utilize to help you build your list, I certainly encourage you to reach out to Kristen and learn more about the four online giveaways that she does that she holds every year. So it's online giveaways of the six things that you mentioned to us earlier. Are online giveaways one of? Is that your favorite strategy to use? I guess yeah.
1: (laughs) I guess the answer is yes. (laughs) It's my favorite, but it's the one that brings the I hate to say it quantity over quality with giveaways. So I added 1,200 people to my email list in December, 2020, and that was the third consecutive December. So 2018, 2019, 2020, where I added over 1,200 people to my email list in that month. And then Mm -hmm. 2020, I had what you call 1,000 opt-in months, meaning I had over 1,000 people sign up for my email list in 2020. I had two months like that, March and obviously December. So on any given, and I'm talking even the worst ones, like the really bad ones that do terrible, At any point in time, I'm adding at least 200 people to my email list in two weeks. Wow, that's incredible. Exactly. And so, and of course, on a good month, right, I'm adding over a thousand people to my email list. So you figure at any point, I think last year, I added over 3,000 people to my email list. And I think this year, we're probably going to add close to four or 5,000 people to my email list this year. So it's by far my favorite because in two weeks, you literally add like, hundreds of people to your email list in a short amount of time. And it's one of the st- few strategies that I teach people that that could be the only thing you do. And I have colleagues who do that. That's the only thing they do. They just do one giveaway every other month. They don't even do it every month. They do it every other month. Wow. And that's all they do for lead generation. That's it. And it's, I guess it's one of the cool strategies that you can do that. And that's it. Not anything else. Cause I, like I said, I have colleagues who don't do social media. They don't do, they don't have instinct. They don't have Instagram. They have a mm-hmm. Facebook page. They have a personal profile. Some of them don't even have Facebook groups. So, that's, so imagine that. That's all they have. That's it. And they just do online giveaways. That's it. That's it. That's wow. all they do. They keep wow. it very, that's very simple.
0: That, that's incredible. So I won't say little effort, but some effort for a potentially really nice return on investment, right? Mm-hmm. And so when I speak of, you know, an ROI, you know, that automatically leads me, the finance person, to want to know and want to talk about and keep it real. There is an investment involved, right? Some sort of investment involved to be a part of an online giveaway, correct?
1: Yes. So those range, depending on the giveaway, but the typical price you're going to see is $150, but it can range anywhere between 97 to, mm-hmm. no offense, I've seen up to $600, right? Like, okay. It ranges everywhere. Now, you're talking ROI. One of the things I look for when I'm an online giveaway before I decide is, can I get away with a dollar a lead? So a dollar an opt-in. If I know I can't get away with that, I'm not going to do the giveaway. Because for me, if I'm spending $2 per opt-in, I can do that on Facebook ads. So mm-hmm. in order to make it worth it for me, it's a dollar. Now, some people, $2 is worth it. They're like, I, I will pay the $2. But for me, I know I can do Facebook ads. I'm sorry, it needs to be at least a dollar $1, $1.50 to really make, make, make it for me. And I've had giveaways where it's done that and better. I was the one I was mm-hmm. in December, it ended up being 75 cents an opt in. That wow. was totally worth it for me. So, wow. you're, you're talking about ROI. I mean, if you're in a good online giveaway, I mean, in that one, 75 cents a lead, and I ended up getting 600 leads. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that definitely was, was worth it. But that's the thing you have to remember is, you know, making sure that the possible return on investment. And some people are like, you know what? As long as I get 200, I'm good because I know I'm going to get one client. Right. And that'll make the right. 150 worth it. And so some people don't look at that. But for me, I'm really looking at dollar per opt. like how many dollars am gotcha. I spending?
0: How many options am I getting to make it worth my time? Yeah. OK, so you guys, I hope you were taking some notes on that. Um, <laughs> I, I know how we think. No, we automatically want to quantify everything. So I definitely wanted to, number one, you know, keep it real and and talk about the fact that there is an investment that's involved with online giveaways. And then number two, talk about the potential ROI. So that was really good stuff. Thanks so much on that, Kristen. Okay, so cool. Before we have a little fun, because our listeners know by now we we play this game, this rapid fire game, and we're going to get to that in just a second. But before we do that, I really want to talk a little bit about Clubhouse. That's, and you mentioned <laughs> Clubhouse. <laughs> you mentioned Clubhouse. And so for those of you who don't know, Clubhouse is the new audio only social Media platform that everybody's been talking about, literally. Um, and Kristen, I know, you know, because we know each other, I know that that's Clubhouse is working out really well for you. So let's talk about it a little bit. Yeah. Um. So I said first of
1: all, football was my first love. Sec- Clubhouse has started to be my second love. <laughs> <laughs> I I love Clubhouse for. Okay, so I'm gonna be real. I'm gonna be real with everybody. When it comes to social media, I'm not there. No offense. I am not there to make friends. Mm -hmm. I am here Mm -hmm. to generate leads. This is a business thing. So I'm not going to be spending hours. Like, no, this is a business thing. And one of the things I love about Clubhouse is people like, how do you, how do you not get sucked in? I'm like, it's very simple. It's for business.
0: I got things to do. Like I can't Mm -hmm. spend hours on Mm -hmm. this app. So I, I know there's some there. people I've been hearing that they are spending 16, 18, 20 hours a day uh, yeah. on Clubhouse. And I'm just wondering, how are they how do you getting eat? any work done? <laughs> how do you eat? Not even work done. How do you eat? Like, oh, my gosh. So
1: I spend an hour a day um, on Clubhouse. And that may mean, and, and I'll just be completely transparent. That may mean I do a room for 45 minutes on Clubhouse. And then I'm spending the rest of the 15 minutes answering DMs. Or this has happened sometimes, and I'm going to be completely honest. I've done a room and nobody shows up. So I end Mm -hmm. the room and I answer DMs and I work on my bio and I go into Facebook groups and try to find co-hosts. Like I'm only spending an hour. That platform gets one hour of my time every day. That's it. Depending on how it. it works out every day, that is it. So I'm not doing these three hour, four hour, 22 hour rooms, people. I'm doing one hour a day. That's what I'm doing. And it's been going great over a thousand followers in 28 days. Speaking of giveaways, I have somebody who actually came into my giveaway this time from clubhouse. Um, Mm -hmm. and hopefully about to close my first one-on-one client, but it's been, it's been mostly course sales and giveaways and things like little sales, finally hoping to close my first big sale from clubhouse. Yeah. I've been loving it because it's a great way to collaborate and connect with people. But I love if you're there for business, you can just be there for business and focus, but if you also want to learn, there's plenty of good rooms where you can absorb content and do that. But like I said, I'm gonna be real with y'all. I'm care- I'm there to create content, generate leads, and leave. Like that's that's Absolutely. what I'm there for. Maybe connect with people and collaborate, but honestly, I'm
0: there for my business. I'm there there for personal use. And when I think about when I think about Clubhouse, uh, because I'm I'm very my situation is very similar to yours. I look at it as all a part of the audience growth strategy, right? And the visibility strategy that I have for my business. And I know you started a club on Clubhouse. I, we started a club on Clubhouse. And that has really played a big role, a major role in growing our audience on the platform. And when I combine Clubhouse with my Facebook group and my email list and all of these other places where I can count of contain or house those leads, it's all working together as I as I grow my audience. Yeah, I just really wanted to talk about that because we've collaborated on some rooms together and, um, and it's been a lot of fun for us. And I kind of figured that it was the same for you. <laughs> so funny stat, Periscope is probably gone by the time
1: you guys all listen to this. Mm-hmm. So, and I had 1300 followers on Periscope, which is basically the Twitter version of Twitter Live. And I already have 1,200 followers on Clubhouse. I have literally replaced my Periscope audience already. And wow. it's basically audience, right? They get to hear me on audio on Clubhouse, Periscope, they hear me on live stream. So I've literally replaced that part of my live streaming or, you know,
0: audience where they hear me. I and that's amazing. I'm just like, yay. I love it. Absolutely. Okay. So you ready to play some rapid yes. fire? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> All right. Here we go. So for those of you who are listening to the podcast for the first time we We want to talk to our guests and and really pick their brains for all of the great information that they want to share with us, but we also want you to get to know them a little bit on the personal side. And so we always play a rapid fire game uh, where we ask our guests what their favorite things are on in certain categories. And so you ready, Kristen?: Yes, all right, let's go. All right, what's your favorite place to live? Oh. My God. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay. So we didn't we didn't prep this. Oh man. Okay. So my favorite place to live. Okay. So you know you know. Okay. So I got. Do I need? Okay. Two brief answers. I'm gonna go with the place that I loved to live was actually Fort Lee, Virginia. I loved living there. Yeah. Was it Fort? (laughs) Yeah. Fort Lee was was great. Quantico was great too. Virginia was great. I loved both of those places because we were near Richmond or DC. And um, the food was amazing, yay! And my house was amazing in Fort Lee. I was like, I love my house. Like I cried, I cried when we left. I love Fort Lee so much. But most beautiful place I've ever lived, obviously Hawaii. That's hard to beat. I mean, right? I literally would. I, I, Hawaii has when you If you ever never been on the island, Hawaii was has what I have what I call drive by beaches. You could be on the highway, like driving, and there are mm-hmm. parking spaces, and you literally pull over park your car and you can get out into the water. Like I've never seen anything like that in my life. I and can't even imagine. It was beautiful. I can't even and the imagine. Food, is, food was amazing. Kawaii got me hooked on
0: Japanese food. So yeah, those are my favorite. Parts. I love it. I love it. Okay. And what's your favorite meal of the day? Breakfast, lunch, or dinner? What well, about dessert? Is that a meal? <laughs> <laughs> that should be it. Listen, listen. So,
1: I'm going to go with okay, dessert. Okay, so dessert. All right, so I love fun fact it. Love about it. me, my husband hates this, it. but fun fact, when I go to a restaurant, the first thing I look at is a dessert menu, because I need to know what dessert I'm going to order first, and then I order my entree, so I know I won't be full when I get the dessert that I want. Like, true story. Like,
0: <laughs> I love it. So, I'm going to have to, I, if I ask anyone else that question, I'm going to have to add dessert as an option mm-hmm. to, the, to the answer. All right, and so... Because I did a little teeny bit of research on you before we got we jumped on the call. I know that you are a fan of anime. I am. <laughs> <laughs> so who's your favorite anime character?
1: Oh, okay. So I gotta go with and this is like another two-answer kind of thing. My mm-hmm. favorite anime character, the, the one that top of my head I'm thinking about is Kirito from SAO, Sword Art Online. I love Sword Art Online. And the voice actor is Bryce Pappenbrook. And I just, he's also a favorite in another one, Attack on Titan, he plays Aaron. And I love Kirito in SAO. So SAO is basically, I hate to say it, it's so futuristic. So they play VR games and they get trapped mm-hmm. for real. And if you die in the game, you die for real. It's a crazy anime. Like, oh, oh my goodness. So yeah, that's one of my favorites. I I will watch it over <laughs> and over. But my favorite voice actor is Todd Haberkorn. So we actually met him in person. And it's so funny because we went to um, KawaiiCon, which is an anime convention in Hawaii, and he was there all three times we were there. And the first time he met me, he's like, oh, my gosh, you're so muscular and amazing. He's like, let's do some fun pictures. And I'm like, don't you have autographs to sign? He goes, I do, but we're going to get pictures. So we have like all these pictures of us and he posted on social media. And then we went back the second year. He was like, Kristen, uh-huh. you're back. I'm like, oh, my God, you remember my name. This is crazy. He's like, we need pictures. And the third year, same thing. Like, he remembered my name. He remembered me. And I was like, this is crazy. This man remembers me. And it's so cool because we've been to some other um, conventions. And um, my husband had a booth because my husband's an artist. And Todd Haberkorn literally walked right and looked at us. He goes, oh my God, Kristen. Like, he just (laughs) knows who we are, which is crazy. That's awesome. That is so
0: awesome.
1: (laughs) But yeah, obviously he's my favorite voice actor in the anime world, but. I hate to say it, but it gets me with Toe. but yes.
0: So it's funny. I have no idea who any of these people are, right? Because I, I'm, anime is never, like, it's not my thing. My son loves it, but it's not my thing. But I know that the people who love it really, really, really love it. And yeah, so nerd. I think that's
1: awesome. I even have one of the swords that Kirito uses in SAO. I actually have one of the swords. I bought it into my closet. That's
0: awesome. That's so, so awesome. Okay, last question because you said football was your first love. Mm -hmm. Which team, what's your favorite team? Oh, man, I hate this question. See, Kristen, I was trying not to make these questions (laughs) difficult. Well, well, here's what makes this question difficult. I
1: don't have a favorite team, but I have favorite players. And the reason is because Another thing people don't know about me, I was a sports agent for about two or three years. Mm-hmm. So um, I got to meet some NFL scouts. The Kansas City Chiefs are kind of my favorite scouts because they were very nice mm-hmm. to me compared to everybody else. To a female agent, no offense. They were just right nice than everybody else. So I've always, now that I know the process of getting a player to the NFL, like from college mm-hmm. to NFL – I really don't have teams. I have favorite players because I know how hard the journey really is for them. And being the agent and getting all that stuff together is just a lot of work. So I always have players in my hearts and like, you know, I want to cheer them on and hope the best for them, regardless of what team that they're on. So who's one of your favorite players currently playing? Uh, You know, it's so sad. Right off the top of my head, I was like Richard Sherman, Larry Fitzgerald. <laughs> <laughs> um, those two are my favorite. They're a little older. I get it. They've yeah. about my age, honestly. But I love them so much because they do so much for the community around them, not only around them where they play, but also from where they're from. A lot of people mm-hmm. don't know that. That they do community. I mean, Larry Fitzgerald does work all over Arizona, but he also does a lot of work in Minnesota, where he's actually mm-hmm. from. And so with it. Richard Sherman, he does not only work in San Francisco where he plays for 49ers. But he used to play in Seattle, right? And he does a lot of work in Seattle um, as well. And he's from Compton, Los Angeles and does a lot of work in Compton, Los Angeles as well. So
0: I love it. I I, love it. Well, that was so awesome. Thanks so much for sharing your favorites with me. I really appreciate that. So we're getting ready to wrap up. But before we say so long, I know that you have something that you'd like to tell our audience about, right? Yes.
1: So um, I know we talked about most of like, how do we get, you know, the free gift going and the opt-in page, but really didn't get too deep into how do we generate traffic and how do we position it to get it out there and grow our email list. So I am leaving you with my Exposure Audience Blueprint. And it actually goes over the five, not the six, unfortunately. It goes over the five things, the virtual speaking gigs, the live streaming, social media, Facebook ads, and online giveaways on what they are. If you didn't get really clear on that, it was a little fuzzy, what they are. And then how do you get started with them? How do you utilize that in your list building journey? No matter if you're beginning or advanced or maybe intermediate, where can you use this in your business no matter what journey that you're on? And so that's my gift to your listeners so they can dive more deep into those strategies to grow their email.
0: list. Okay, and you guys, you'll be able to, Kristen's actually already sent us the information on how you can get that. So we're going to include that, the link to, to get all of that in the show notes, right? Yes. But how can we connect with you online? (laughs) so
1: the good thing about me is anything you want to find about me is charity marketing so that's me on clubhouse that's me on instagram that's me on my facebook page that's even my group if you put charity marketing in there and search for groups you'll have my page in my group so anytime you want to do charity marketing but i would say the best way to get a hold of me is in my facebook group it's Facebook. you know the group name is lead generation made easy but if you put charity marketing you'll find it and i do trainings in my facebook group as well um, usually about three three times a week, I do free trainings in there to get you
0: started on how to um, do some lead gen for your business. That's awesome. You're a girl after my own heart. I am the same way. Every Everywhere we are, if you search Spark Hustle Flow, you're going to find us. So really, really smart. Um, I applaud you for that. Well, this has been totally awesome, Kristen. This has really, really been awesome. Thank you for sharing such great stuff with us today. Such great information. I really appreciate you are spending time with us and really educating and informing us on how us left brain and linear thinkers can really dive deep into the online marketing space and grow our businesses, grow our audiences as we grow our businesses. So thank you so much.
1: Well, thank you for having me and um, everyone who's listening. Thank you so much for listening because you could be doing something else right now. So I really appreciate you listening to us in this episode and
0: hope you go and implement and actually work the plan. Thanks so much. Remember guys, as always, be proactive, be productive and be profitable. And we'll talk to you on the next episode. Thanks so much. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Spark Hustle Flow podcast. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to subscribe, rate and leave a positive review on Apple Podcast. This helps other money pros just like you find the show and learn too. And if you wanna hear more from me, Follow Spark Hustle Flow across all social media channels and subscribe to my newsletter at sparkhustleflow.com backslash newsletter to get regular updates on what's happening in my world, weekly business development tips, and personal lessons I'm learning that can help you too. Again, that's sparkhustleflow.com backslash newsletter. That's it for this week. Remember, as always, be proactive, be productive, and be profitable. See you next week.